Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything, and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and DJ Pig. Welcome to episode five of All You Need to Know. My name is Quinn Eaton. I'm DJ Pig. Got some interesting news stories uh, for you guys today. A l- little bit of sports too, that's, that's pretty interesting, and then our debut single at the at the end of the episode, so... I'd make sure to stay tuned for that. But Absolutely. Here we go. Here is some noteworthy news. An ex-Florida Democratic Congresswoman or representative is mm-hmm. facing jail time. Corrine uh, Brown was sentenced on Monday to five years in prison for mail, wire, and tax fraud involving a sham charity. Uh, what? Tax like fraud? A uh, it's, it's mail, wire, and tax fraud. So I'm guessing mail fraud, wire fraud, oh. tax fraud. That's, you know, that's just my best guess, but... A jury convicted Brown of stealing money f- uh, from a bogus charity, One Door for Education, which is the name of the charity, which uh, was supposed to give scholarships to poor children, but instead filled the coffers of Brown and her associates. So uh, wow. they were just pretty much pocketing this money and saying that they were giving it to a charity. So that has to be the worst thing that you could do as a human, right? Well, it's up there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know how you're going to use a platform like that to exploit kids and education to right. make yourself money federal prosecutors said she and a top aide committed fraud by using donations for lavish parties and trips so they weren't just like hiding this money and using it for you know paying paying their bills or, no, they were or paying for food it. they were having lavish parties uh, probably renting yachts and then going on all kinds of trips so i mean that's mm. that's a, a really shocking story from someone that you know is supposed to be a, a politician supposed to be a leader you know right no yeah you're supposed to be an authoritative figure over the community that you're in. And for her, it just so happened to be the entire state of Florida. CNN reported that earlier this year, One Door, uh, which is the the charity, uh, President Carla Wiley pleaded guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud after it was determined that she had deposited $800,000 into the foundation's account over four years. That's a large sum. And uh, over that time, federal prosecutors said that it gave one scholarship for $1,000 and that Wiley transferred herself tens of thousands of dollars. Probably be okay with the whole story if that scholarship came to me, honestly. Yeah, $1,000 would help, but yeah. uh, considering that there was $800,000 to give, that's not that's not a large sum of money. Yeah, that's no, she's be still being charity. selfish, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's just... It you know it's just shocking news to me and I, you know I, of course I didn't know anything about this Florida Democratic representative right. before the story, but again it's you know it seems like more and more stuff like this happens where people think that they can get away with something and, and then they end up getting caught. We're starting to get more and more awful. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> we're starting to get more and more dirt and publicity on uh, big names and celebrity and politician mistakes, mm-hmm. uh, and that's just a part of the news changing i think at, at one point in time you, you go back to baseball when mickey mantle or anybody was playing and the reporters were taking those guys blackout drunk home from bars and stuff yeah but nowadays it's front page and this is the stuff that you wish was fake news but it's not it's right news. no it's, yeah no it's stuff that you know kind of hits, you, hits re- you in the core but, real unfortunate uh, brown testified that she was left in the dark about the going ons with the one doors money and she blamed the theft on the president of the uh of the company so or of the charity so well yeah it's no, that's being left in the dark saying that you don't know anything about anything that's, that's a lot like uh rick or oh, ricky ricky p. p rest in peace rick patino yeah, he's not gone no he's hiding he'll, in the mountain somewhere he, he'll probably what end up with uh you think he'll end up broadcasting job i don't know i don't think he'll ever coach again but 
No, he will just after we're all long gone. <laughs> right, because he's a vampire. Right. Yeah, um, just, just as I said, shocking news. And for, you know, looking at the $800,000, how much that could help kids. You have, you have uh, people like Chance the Rapper actually donating money to right. the Chicago public school system right. and helping kids out. And it's just, that's what I feel like for for you to set up a charity and to, and to say that you're helping out these kids and then use that money for yourself is just, like I said, one of the worst things you could do as a human being. To make dirty money is one thing. And I've always watched documentaries and stuff and actually found that stuff interesting just right. to see how it works. But to use something as wholesome as a charity for kids and education is just exactly mind-boggling. And... The thing is, you hear all these stories. Do you think there's any story of people not getting caught? How, oh, how many sure. people? How many people do this and don't get caught? There's no telling. I mean, the thing is, I think that at some point you will fa- you will face consequences. Yes. Now, whether that may be big and publicized, who knows? You may right. not end up like this congresswoman, but. How many people hear a story like this and say, "Oh my gosh, we should probably be careful with what we're doing because yeah. they're, you know, they've got some dirty money schemes." It's yeah. got it's got to be just uh, just pages and pages of, of, of things that people have done wrong and yeah. and they just get away with it. But you know, moving on from that, yeah. here's something else that's uh, a little bit more lighthearted, I guess. Uh, it's a it's an age long question: Can chicken noodle soup help fight a cold? What, I don't think, do think there's nothing better than a can of Campbell's chicken noodle soup or just a homemade mm. chicken noodle soup for that matter. Yeah. When, when you're when you're not feeling well, you got a cold, runny nose. I mean, I'm I'm the same way. If if I'm sick, there's there's nothing better than you know that that broth. You know, right, chicken yeah, noodle soup. Steamy broth. Yeah. Chicken noodle soup is broth with noodles in it, right? Oh, pieces yeah. Pieces of chicken. It's yeah. Not, there's not much to it. No. But it, it you know it does the trick. That's uh, always there for according you. According to a recent national analysis from Zocdoc, which is a digital service that allows users to find doctors and book appointments online, <laughs> um, whenever whenever Americans are sick, they seek the comfort of soup. So, so soup is something that, that sick people enjoy. And, you know, whenever I'm sick, that's really the only thing that I want to eat. It's more of a liquid than a food, but it still kind of right. fills you up. Uh, it's easier on your stomach. If you got stomach issues, it's easier on your stomach. And, I mean, if you're stopped up and you get a nice warm bowl of soup, you can hold it right there into your chin. Maybe help loosen <laughs> loosen right. up the nasals. Yeah, everything about it helps to me. But uh, a data crunch found that the largest spikes in cold and flu-related appointment bookings uh, which was about 15% above its weekly average, also saw a 22% uptick in soup orders or people buying soup in that same t- time period. <laughs> so it's almost like it's correlation. If you're sick, no. you're going to eat some soup. Yeah. And I, I agree with that because... Like I always I, have. That's, yeah. Growing up, I always had soup. I tell you what's good. You really want to loosen up the nasals. Well, some some Louisiana hot sauce oh or gosh, some Tabasco. Yeah. Mm, my goodness. Some some uh, like hot wings. Like I've I've eaten hot <sighs> wings before whenever I was sick. Not the smartest thing to do if you have a stomach issue, but it does help clear the uh, yeah the nasal cavity. The the, uh, the stomach issue probably wouldn't go with the wings. <laughs> if, right. Yeah. yeah if, if you're stopped up, out. stopped up, got a little got a little mucus issues, then uh, then yeah, some hot wings probably wouldn't hurt. <laughs> Uh, according to the National Institutes of Health, the idea of hot soup as a cold remedy has been around since at least the 12th century. And uh, my goodness, scientists have found that it, it really does help ease the symptoms of a cold. And gosh, is there anything worse than a cold or a flu? No, because it always comes at the worst time. Right. There's never a good time to catch the cold. And it's just you know you're just fatigued like to no end. It's you're right. just you're laying in bed and you're like oh right. All you want to do is sleep. You're longing for the day for like. You really, whenever I'm sick, I really take uh, 
whenever I'm healthy for granted. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, you know, I, I was like, God, I wish I, I'm breathing right now and I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Whenever my nose is stuffed up, I'm like, wow, this is awful. Yeah. It's miserable to, to a sense. I mean, and that's what I always do. I just think of like, I think of my happy self, what he would be doing uh, if he was not sick versus right. me laying in bed, eating a bunch of soup. Right. I mean, it's, I don't know. Like I said, it never, it never comes at a right time. There's never a good time. It's like, it's, it's never you get a cold and you're like, well, thank goodness I got this now. It's always, well, this is really messing with. And the thing the thing about it is like it's the warm. I think it's, what do you think is more important? The chicken noodle self, soup itself or the like the warmness? The, the, oh, uh, man. Because, I mean. It goes hand in hand. Right. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think without one, it probably is much less effective. Dr. Kerry Peterson uh, said that all liquid broth soups speed up the movement of mucus in your nose simply because it's a hot fluid and that it causes dilation of blood vessels, which causes increased blood flow and allows the mucus to flush everything out. So, I mean, mm, that's sense. a doctor. So, I, that's, you know, that sounds right to me. And yeah, that, that's what usually happens. They're going me. to school for a lot longer than I'm willing to. <laughs> <laughs> but earlier, whenever I said that I took my healthy self for granted, right. I think it might have sounded like I said granite. Like a granite countertop. Have really? you ever heard someone say, I've heard people say, oh, I just take that for granite. Like it's a rock. Like you take it for a rock. That's what you're saying. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying. And as an English major, most I would think that that would drive me nuts. But I've actually, I don't know that I've noticed that one as much. But I was, I was, you know, I'm sitting here talking, talking with you about chicken noodle soup. And I say that and like while you were talking, I was my, you know, my brain was going, <laughs> did I say Granite did, did or granted, <laughs> and I hope I said granted. I'm not gonna just go back and change it because I feel like, uh, if anything, that's that's good podcast. Right. That's no. Good yeah. Podcast material. Mm. And I doubt that anybody noticed it, but I'm the type of person that would notice if I said something wrong. You point, sometimes you gotta point out your own flaws. So I probably won't sleep that much tonight, but that's okay. We like sports and would like to tell you about them. The college football playoff is set. Here we go. Sugar Bowl. Mm. Matchup number one Clemson versus number four Alabama. That'll be a great game. Gosh. And uh, in the Rose Bowl, number two Oklahoma will take on number three Georgia. Mm. And in at five was Ohio State, and Wisconsin finished at number six. Uh, there's a lot of people that are frustrated that Alabama got into that fourth spot and Ohio State did not. What what do you do you think? Do you agree with the playoff rankings? Well, see what most people are saying, which I mean. I'll go ahead and be honest with you. I'm a little SEC biased. I've grown up a uh, Kentucky fan. Sure. I mean, watching teams play in the Southeastern Conference. Yeah, Kentucky's in the SEC, right? They're just yeah. at the bottom. Well. Uh, in, in football. Yeah, yeah, in football. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't I, – I think most people are looking at this and, and saying, well, Alabama's record – They don't have any good wins. I've heard right. that on TV. Alabama doesn't have any good wins. And you know what? Maybe not against – teams that are ranked now but teams that were either ranked when they played them or if nonetheless they were beating teams by 50 and 60 points right yeah i mean i understand that maybe it's not the highest quality of competition but nobody else in the country was doing it and that. alabama dealt with injuries it seemed like all year right seemed, you know, yeah first I mean, their game defense injury, was not healthy. game injury and it, you know for a team to keep banding together like that and have that next man up mentality and, right. and just keep winning games now of course they, they lost in the was it the SEC championship uh, it was a game no, before. No, they didn't, they yeah. didn't play in the SEC Yeah, because right? since Auburn beat them, they didn't play in the ACC champ in the SEC championship. So. Now, do you think that's a little unfair for Auburn? Because let's say Auburn loses the game to Alabama, and Alabama plays Georgia in the in the SEC championship, then wouldn't that 
have Auburn have the opportunity to slide in? Uh I don't know. That's, because, a, that's well, a difficult question, I guess. I, I, I think so. I was thinking about. Well, I mean, Auburn's loss to Georgia in the SEC championship was, was bad. their th- well, it was bad for yeah. one thing, and it was their third loss. Yeah. That's so true. and if Al- so, if Alabama beats them the game before Auburn's got three losses, I think that puts them out no matter what. But you know, that's just I'm not a big fan of how the the championship game games work because that almost guarantees that in this four team playoff there's not going to be more than one uh, ACC or SEC team in, even though this year we saw Alabama and Georgia both get in hey, the playoff. We hate we hated how it was with how everything was voted on, and we just said, hey, these two teams are playing for a championship. Right. So we bring in the playoff. Everybody was super excited. Now everybody wants to get ticked about the way it goes. And I understand it because, I mean, at times it can be unfair. I, I can see that. The last the last two national championship games have been nothing short of spectacular. Oh, fantastic. Alabama versus Clemson, the you know My the, goodness, what a the game. heavy hitters of, of college football. Absolutely. Uh, pitted against each other in the national championship. That's a big deal. And now they're playing in a semifinal <laughs> against each other for a spot in the national championship. And I think that's gonna be just as good as the national championship game. Right. Uh, Clemson, Alabama, I mean, who do you see coming out of the sugar bowl? I mean, I, I like I said, I, I'm a little SEC biased. I think Alabama, uh, Clemson's got a good squad. I don't think that they're quite as great at the quarterback position as they were with Deshaun Watson. He's right, good. Of course, there's a big drop off from Deshaun right. Watson. I, I, I think it's going to be a good game, but Clemson's defense is is unbelievable. They're and, solid, and I think that their solid. their offense. You know, it's a team that you know. What's what does everybody's dad say? Defense wins championships. Defense win, yeah. And Clemson, I think, is gonna is gonna just outlast Alabama. It's gonna be, I think, another national championship like game, uh, like the past two years. Right. And I think it's a shame that that's our that's a semifinal game. And that's not the national championship. Their defense is solid, no doubt. But I tell you what, their offense looked good too against Miami. I that's mean, true. they they put Miami to shame. Yeah, Everybody that was thought that Miami was kind of up and coming. They were kind of getting back on their feet, and they, they suffer yeah, a loss. Miami, and then, Miami drops the game and then they Oof. they win again and they say all right let's go to the ACC championship yeah. and let's beat Clemson and that was just awful. I, I really thought that down. if if they put up a good fight in that game right and pull if they were to have pulled out a win I really thought that they had a chance to stay up in there. Uh, and then the Rose Bowl you have number two Oklahoma versus number three Georgia. Now of course uh, my dad Scooter said that he. Could see Oklahoma going all the way. Do you maybe yeah. think that? Well, in hindsight now, looking at it, which, I mean, Oklahoma's been good all year long. Don't get me wrong. Right. And Baker Mayfield is unbelievable. I think he'll probably win the Heisman. I think so. Weekend, I think so. Number three, Georgia has a 53% chance to win the game, according to ESPN uh, rankings. So. Eh, I mean, that you get, some, you get a, a vote or a percentage that close, I think it's give or take. I, I think it's just a matter of... Who, who's feeling healthiest and and who kind of comes with the right mindset. Uh, and then in the Rose Bowl game, I think it's a little bit more of a, of a strong offense versus a, a strong defense. I think Oklahoma's got to be the best offense in the nation, and right. Georgia has to be one of the best defenses in the nation. Right. Uh, whereas the Sugar Bowl game, I think it's more of a defense-defense game. There's not a lot of – you know, both both teams have lost a lot of players, Alabama and Clemson, but uh, mm-hmm. they both have pretty good offenses. So it's just going to be a really exciting college football playoff. Absolutely. Uh, who do you take? You think? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Clemson, Oklahoma in uh in the national championship. You see Alabama and Georgia meeting up. Alabama. I I would say probably Alabama and Oklahoma. Okay. Yeah. So. And then from from there, I'd I'd go ahead and say 
I think number one is true. I say Clemson wins the national championship. They repeat. It's hard to do that, but, you know, that's just what I see. Happening. They're solid. And I tell you what, it, with Dabble Sweeney, it, it head coach, there's no telling what that guy can do. So, I mean, that's, there's a good possibility of that. Um, I still I can't hardly ever doubt Nick Saban. I really can't. That's true. So, so that'll be an exciting uh, way to spend New Year's Day, of course. Uh, mm. And moving on to uh, something else exciting, Lavar Ball. He's always he's always there. That he's always guy. in the news. Mm. Uh, Lavar Ball pulled his son Leangelo out of school at UCLA amid his suspension. Uh, Leangelo got in trouble uh, whenever he was shoplifting overseas. Right. Uh, he came back to UCLA. Uh, they weren't playing him, and. Uh, Lavar just decides to pull him out. Yeah, he never, see, he never. Or actually, Leangelo never played a single game for UCLA. I don't know how. I never saw much about him anyway. For me, it, it was always the publicity was always on the youngest and Lonzo, the oldest. So mm-hmm. um, it doesn't surprise me with with the antics. There's no telling. I don't know what his reasoning for what he said for all this was, but Lavar Ball said. I'm going to make him way better for the draft than UCLA ever could have. Hmm. That sounds like something LeVar Ball would say. That's, so That's good that he, he's really really setting uh, his youngest up for Steve Alford there. Yeah, very much so. And I think that this might even take – because UCLA, of course, they had Lonzo, they had LiAngelo, and then right. Lamelo was planning on going to UCLA. But yeah. this might this might kind of uh, turn UCLA away from the Ball family, but – I don't see how you, you couldn't. I don't want to deal with LeVar Ball. Gosh, man. If he, I'm, if I'm just, UCLA. I mean, he's cancerous. He's bringing too much unwanted attention. I mean, right. they, they say, some people like to say that any publicity is good publicity. There is no such thing as bad publicity. But right. if there is, LeVar Ball is it. The Los Angeles Times said that uh, LeVar was not willing to wait two months for LiAngelo to play, and he didn't like the idea of him coming off the bench at UCLA. So, uh, What's what is what is the best opportunity for uh, Leangelo now? Is he going to go overseas? Or? I don't know, man. I, I, fe- I I've that... never, like I said, I've never seen the kid play. So, and for me, it's what kind of precedent is Lavar setting for his kids? Right. I mean, this is pretty much just do what you want, take what you want. I mean, he Leangelo was suffering consequences right. because of his and actions. If, Absolutely. That, like we were talking about consequences come and his consequence came to him. Uh, and, I mean, and it was in a form of something that I don't think was anything. He was facing jail time overseas. Right. And now he's just off scot-free. He's going to be doing whatever he wants, whatever, yep. La- whatever LeVar wants him to do. So we've got some uh, controversy, or as I like to say, controversy. Mm, controversy. Uh, in in uh, UCLA with LiAngelo. And then uh, we've got some a little bit of controversy with the Lakers and Lonzo because the Los Angeles Lakers are barring members of the media from being in the section of the arena designated for friends and family of players after games. So of course that's keeping oh, the bar ball off the screen and off, you know, the radio. That's... Uh, you know, somebody was beside saying that it's not a new policy. It's an existing policy, but you have to think that maybe that policy was extended or, uh, made, uh... made a little bit more strong against LeVar ball. It probably enforced, a little bit more now so than ever before. I mean, I'm sure that it was, it existed, like you said, it, it was there, but did anybody really care? Right. And now it's, you, we, we got to keep you guys out of here because this is, it's not looking good. It's not good for our franchise. And they say it's an existing policy, but this new enforcement came amid uh, some widespread coverage of comments made by Ball. He was saying that uh, he didn't like the, choices or opinions that Luke Walton was was having or making 
And uh, he also criticized Julius Randle for not passing it to Lonzo in one in one of the plays in transition. So, you know, people have always defended LeVar Ball, saying he's he's trying to do what's best for his kids. And after after these two stories so close back to back, I don't I don't believe that anymore. I don't know. I I think LeVar Ball is doing what's best for him. Absolutely. I I think he always has. It's it's always been about him and and making his money, using his kids to make his money. And you know what? I'm not saying that it's necessarily some people think that it's completely and totally wrong that he's using his kids to build up this brand. Right. And I don't think that that's necessarily the case, but no, I think that he does push the limits and really push the envelope sometimes. So just the, some of the things that he says and the way he goes about things. Just, you can't you can't turn on ESPN without seeing something about LeVar Ball, CNN. I know, it's frustrating because what he do? He's Nothing. never done anything in sports. He's terrible. Yeah, he's, he's probably he's one of the, awful. He's a terrible athlete. He's a... <laughs> <laughs> now, without further ado, the best part of the show. DJ, did you hear about this? No, I don't think so. A driverless shuttle was hit by a truck in its, in its debut ride in Las Vegas. Las Vegas's first driverless shuttle, uh, you know, which gives people rides to different places and things, uh, hit the streets on Wednesday and was promptly hit by a truck. So you're telling me that we, we have invented technology to... To do things on its own and yes. transport people on its own without having safely, somebody running. Safely, of course. It. Yeah, that's safe. what, that's what well, we hope. Well, yeah. And then then we've got other humans coming along, messing it up. The the shuttle was performing what they said a test ride with passengers downtown when it was grazed by a delivery truck around noon, is what the city said. The human driver of the truck, who was backing out at the time, uh, was cited for the, for the crash and it occurred within the first hour of the shuttle's operation. See, that's that's bad luck. Pack yeah. it up. Go home. Uh, they were quoted saying, The shuttle did what it was supposed to do in that its sensors registered the truck and the shuttle stopped to avoid the accident. Unfortunately, the delivery truck did not stop and it grazed the front fender of the shuttle. Uh, had the truck had the same sensing equipment that the shuttle had, the accident would have been avoided. So they're saying that if, uh, if all these cars had these sensors and were driving around without... Uh, actual drivers, then this would have been avoided. Right. And they're trying to say that it was the the uh, at the fault of the human driver and not the robot driver. Well, I mean, the way the story is written, it it sort of sounds like it. Right. I mean, did anybody get the names of this driver? It happened to be like Smoking Bando? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure about that. But it ju- it's just funny to me because apparently the shuttle just stopped. And like the passengers inside that shuttle were like, we're gonna we're gonna get hit by this truck. Yeah. And then of course they did. Uh, and passengers on board the vehicle even confirmed that the shuttle did stop, but it was just in the path of the truck. So it was trying to protect its passengers and it and it didn't and it didn't really work. You know, I've heard I've I I, I keep hearing these stories about driverless vehicles or of some sort. Which honestly would be great. Imagine imagine just getting in a car and saying, like, I wanna go here and then you go. To an extent, but I don't think I could build the trust up for that. I that's mean, true, especially I mean, here in this. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> again, on that one, I, I think I'm probably blaming the delivery guy. The way the story, the way I'm, I'm reading the story here, but yeah, uh, I mean, it's just, it's crazy to think that I'm supposed to put all my trust in like my artificial life. intelligence. Yeah, I, I don't know, and stuff malfunctions too much. One of the passengers said. The shuttle didn't have the ability to move backwards, so the shuttle just stayed still. 
Well, and that's, that's scary. Pr- that's probably an issue. In a, a driverless vehicle, you should probably have reverse. It takes some courage, I think, to get into what is like the first driverless shuttle test. It's a test drive. Right. And for for them to be involved in a crash is, is just a little bit ironic, and, and I do find that pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, no one was injured in this crash, and that's, well, that's, that's good. a good part of the yeah. story. It, it allows us to laugh at it a little bit more than if right. it was a serious accident. But still... Yeah, like you said, you hear about all these, all this technology of robots and cars, and and would you? So you're saying that you wouldn't, if a, if a affordable car that drove itself came out, you would not purchase it, or you wouldn't. Trust I wouldn't. It. I wouldn't be one of the first ones. Right. Now, I mean, it, that's one of those things that is with some people who are, and it becomes more popular, and it looks to be more dependent and trustworthy. Then, okay. I mean, yeah, maybe somewhere along the line. And it sounds like what they're trying to say is if all if all cars had these sensors, then this crash wouldn't happen. So I feel like if they're gonna switch it over at one point, they need to make sure that everybody's be wholeheartedly. Over. Yeah. There's gonna because there's gonna be people still with road rage. Right. And I guess I guess if you have a a robot that is driving for you, that, that gets rid of road rage a little bit, right? If, if it everything probably eliminates a little bit, yeah. You'd have to assume that everything is moving and that there's there's a great synergy through this whole process. You'd like to think so. But if there's not, then that's uh, that's gonna be a lot of. A lot of bad, bad accents and stuff. And just think, though, man, you you have a you do have a wreck or something, or just some sort of failure in technology, and then you're talking about a huge loss in transportation. I don't know. It sounds dangerous to me. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Every movie that you've ever seen with a robot, what happens at the end with the robot? Either either the robot ends up killing people, yep. or or causes some sort of terror. Uh, besides the Terminator, which the Terminator one was. Uh, of course, like he was a bad guy, but the, you know the rest of them, he was a good guy. So I guess we just have to cross our fingers and hope for Terminator two and three and four yeah. uh, robot drivers instead of one. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I guess so. Y'all ready for this? Of course, me and DJ do this podcast. Uh, it, we release it every Wednesday, mm-hmm. but this isn't the only thing that we do. I mean, we oh. hang, we hang out outside of this yeah. as much as we can. We're both pretty busy, yeah. but we make sure that we get together for this. We have a good time. Um. But yeah, like I don't know. Do you think people just think that we sit here and talk about our podcast for a week and then do a podcast? Lord, I hope not. That's sad. That's yeah. That would not be a life that I would want to live. No. But uh, that sounded a little dark. I, I, you know, I'm happy with my life, anyways. But yeah, that, no. you know, moving past that. Yeah. Uh, we we do do other stuff. You know, like what was it last Sunday? Oh yeah, last Sunday was great. Last Sunday was was. God. Should we? Do we have enough time to tell that story? Do we want to tell? I don't know if if uh, like it would be better really? in story form or maybe maybe it would be better in a song. A song would probably be good. Lazy Sunday, woke up in the late afternoon. Call my boy DJ just to see how he's doing. Hello? What up, Donald? Yo, Joseph, what's cracking? You thinking what I'm thinking? Shopping spree! Man, it's happening! The first dude, I'm starving. My stomach's going nuts. Let's hit up Dunkin' and mac on some donuts. No doubt the best donuts in all of the land. I love those donuts like Maxwell Sheffield loves Fran. No six, no twelve, Baker's Baker's dozen! I told you that I'm crazy about those donuts, cousin! Yo, where we heading first? I guess the mall, dude! If we take a ride on Jefferson, then that's the dopest route! How about we take Franklin? That's a good one, too! That way we pass the park! True that! Double true! 51st and Franklin! Step on it, sucker! Where you wanna go, Quinn? Old Navy mother-
It's Old Navy, what? Yeah, the greatest deals. Yes, Old Navy, what? Yeah, the greatest deals. We love Old Navy, what? Yeah, the greatest deals. How about Old Navy, what? Yeah, the greatest deals. Greatest deals. Yo, let's stop at Fazoli's, bro. I know I just ate. It's been 20 minutes. But it looks so great. Two guys eating brunch. Hope no one gets suspicious. Breadsticks and pasta equals crazy delicious. Hate to bother, bud, but can I get a napkin? They keep on bringing breadsticks without you even asking. It's all about the breadsticks, baby. Leave the dishes on the table. I think that's a maybe. Roll up to Old Navy. Where's a goal we can hoop on? You can call us TLC. From the way we're dropping coupons. Spending cash on some shirts. You know I'm about to cop. The beautiful home of the $1 flip-flop. Merchandise so cheap that it's scary. Hey DJ, who's your favorite star on Friends? Matthew Perry. Now up to the counter to spend all this dough. Double check the clearance rack in case I want some more. From, From Old Navy, what? Yeah, the greatest deals. Yes, Old Navy, what? Yeah, the greatest deals. We love Old Navy, what? Yeah, the greatest deals. How about Old Navy, what? Yeah, the greatest deals. 50% off the entire store, that's wild. There's not a lot of places that I love more than Dunkin' Donuts, Fazoli's, and Old Navy. Mm. You get to go. I mean, that was that was a good day. It was a perfect day. There's no better day. Than... I'm glad that we have this that encaps encapsulates the uh, the day that we had mm. our la the lazy Sunday. Absolutely. Nothing better than waking up, you know, ten o'clock. No. Oh. Going on a shopping spree. I mean, that's that's the best kind of day. You just relax. Nothing. Yeah, no. Of no. No worry in the world. Right, but uh, that was our. Our debut single for our AAY and 2K. I don't know if I don't know if we'll have more singles, but hey, that, that's one of them. Who if, knows? If there's more, uh, Lazy Sunday. That we'll, we're going to put that up on SoundCloud uh, separate from this podcast in case you you ever want to just jam out to it because I know I might want to. Oh that, yeah, that sounds a little self-involved, but I'm just it right I'm saying now it. in my head. It's stuck in my head, and I hope it gets stuck in your guys's. But anyways, that that wraps up our show today. I uh, hope you guys had a good time. Uh, my name is Quinn Eaton. DJ Pig. This has been All You Need to Know. You guys take it easy. Adios. This has been All You Need to Know. Join us next week and continue to care about our opinions. Until next time. <laughs>